Welcome back to Going Long on First. It is Thursday evening. You'll be hearing this Friday as normal. But Owen and I are back tonight for the second half of this first mock of Going Long on First. Just wanted to start out by uh, apologizing for some technical difficulties on the pod earlier this week. It was not our best work, but you know what? We're still learning, and uh, we'll get it better. We need a producer, Seth. We need a dedicated technology, maybe an IT guy, you know, someone who would work for free. Need someone to figure that shit out, you know what I mean? Somebody that knows computers and knows how to... You know, veiled, I'm talking about, you know, making the jab at myself, but, I, you know, audio, audio... That gets past me. Like I'm not an expert in audio. Like I've had to, I tried to do a microphone for a, a school today. And I, I just, some that shit escapes me when you're looking at like the gain and the decibel. And it's just like, I, I test it. If it sounds okay, we're fine. You know, that's yeah. Well, I mean, uh, for a school, you can get away with that. That's all right. You know what? It, it's good learning. It's good learning, but uh, we'll, we'll do what we got for now. What we'll you do. know, you are the master, you know, now that you've weathered the storm, I think, you know, we're all better for it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, there's only one place to go and that's up from here. Hopefully <laughs> it was that bad. huh? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It Look, wasn't f- that bad. I'm telling you, and I'm sure some listeners are telling you right now that that it, it wasn't that bad the final product was actually pretty good but knowing how you thought felt about the pre-edited product uh you know you must have put in some some hours i i put in that was editing wise that was probably one of the longest just pure just going through section by section of it and it was yeah i don't want to ever have to do that again Usually you just have to listen and, you know, it's, you know, yeah, usually I'm just kind of plugging around and playing and, you know, taking spots here and there making some minor adjustments and throwing in the the good stuff. Other than that, I mean, it's pretty good, but this one, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? It's over and done with now. We're on to brighter days. No Jeremy tonight. Well, maybe Jeremy tonight. It's a big if. Uh, we're hoping to get him on before, before we're done here to finish the second half. And I was hoping he'd be on before we get to the other big news of today. If this week didn't have enough news thrown at it, we had another big trade today. Let's jump on to this other piece first. Jason Kelsey, longtime center of the Eagles, announces he's returning and Jeremy's not even here to gloat about it. His How boy. disappointing. I know. Did you watch the video? I didn't watch the video. It was, a, you know, it was just a casual. He's just sitting there pouring a beer out of a keg. Sounds uh, right. And he walks, he's on his porch where somewhere in, I don't know, Ohio, I think they're from. That's what it looks like he, he was in. And he just looks at him and he takes a big swig. And he's like, you know, I've thought about it. I think it's time I retired from this radio show I'm doing, but not from the Eagles, not from the Eagles. I have too much fun here. 
That's cool. I mean, I mean, he's one of the all-time great centers of you know in yeah. history. So uh, it's cool to see. It's cool to see him come back. I, I mean, he's still doing it, and you know, he's not like he's still a top center in the league too. I mean, he's still doing it effectively. So why not keep doing it? Right. Yeah. I don't. I, absolutely. I'm sure Jeremy's pretty ecstatic about that one. It's less issues for that offensive line. Uh, that who who did they draft last year? What, what was his name? Dick, not Dickerson, was it Dickerson? Landon Dickerson. Was it him? I mean, yeah. I assume he'll probably still play left guard. They drafted him, I think, as like their heir apparent to the center position. But Kelsey's sticking around still. So, but he almost played at an all pro level for a, a rookie left guard who's a natural center. So maybe they just keep him there. I don't know. You know, hey, I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's kind of like what the Packers have with Elton Jenkins, where they can yeah. literally probably plug him anywhere and he would be, you know, I'd assume, yeah, I'd assume we see him as the right tackle of the future. But, you know, I mean, the Eagles are kind of sitting in an embarrassment of riches at the offensive line. So they are. They really are. Hand, and two years ago, it was probably you, the opposite. So they had their good guys that were all injured. And now they have their good guys who are pretty healthy. And a bunch of younger guys. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Anyways, let's get on to this other big piece of news. Now, this came out of nowhere. I felt like it came out of nowhere. No way did I expect this to happen. Cleo Mack traded to the LA Chargers for a second round pick. Yep. And a third round pick. And a sixth. And a, a second. Sixth. In a sixth. I think it was a second this year, a third next year, and a sixth either this year or next year too. I believe I don't I don't think there was no third round pick. It was just a second this year and a sixth next year. That's I swear there was three picks. You want to look that up? Uh I got it right here. Shefty. Oh Shefty. He's reliable. <laughs> you know, you're most of the time, you know, I, you know, whatever I, I see Shefty and I think it's at least partially valid. There's something there, no matter what his part of the story is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's something there <laughs> when it's, when it's a report like that, it makes sense. But when it's like rumor mill stuff, then it's like, who it's knows? a collection of information is what it is. An accumulation for sure. Accumulation. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just the bash Shefty episode. Hey, he had uh he was rumoring Carson to the commanders weeks ago. Was he really? Yeah, that right. Yeah, that right. Oh. See, here's what happened. He's actually made this is the part of my take podcast he was on. He was they were at the combine. He was making fun of the host who is a Washington fan and he said you know i'd love to see Car- carson wentz go to the commanders just to make fun of pft and they're all laughing like no that'll never happen i'll lose my mind so shefty knew at that time he was he was messing with him at that point he, he knew that's those insiders be careful because they know shit they do not... you're not yeah they absolutely do they hear things they know things they they get information but sometimes I people just, just spin yeah. it in ways right. that they do. Yeah. It that's hit, why I like, that hits home, Owen. It hits home. 
just, you know, just read into Rappaport's words, just kind of hear what he says. Because if he throws a little light jab out there, like, oh, ho, ho, Jimmy G to the Steelers, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? And then two weeks later, it happens, you know. It, yes. Which would be a good fit, I think. But It would be. Know, regardless. Jimmy G to – what was the other other place that he was tied to? The Colts, probably. I think it was the Colts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're right. Uh, 2022 second round in a sixth. That's – Right? That's nothing. I mean, he's 31. He not necessarily – well, kind of underperformed, I guess, but – I mean, he did. He was hurt. I mean, yes. His career is no longer ascending. His prime is probably over, but he can still be a top-tier pass rusher. And he doesn't have to be. He just has to be the weak side guy to Bosa. So it's like a great situation for him. That is – the AFC West is just getting more stacks by the day. Can you imagine that the, the Chargers panicked hearing that they have another all-time quarterback in their division and they just like, like who's an available accomplished pass rusher let's just go get him not even available really they're probably like who who is a pass rusher out there that we could maybe get let's just make some calls they call let's up the bears him. and we're like hey Khalil Mack we'll give sure. you a second no that's not enough okay a second and a sixth okay yeah you can have <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the negotiations on that one were probably pretty light i mean the bears get out of that entire contract which obviously is a, a bonus there too what, yeah it was probably their main goal i'd assume i mean they're free of 60 plus million dollars now you know who's next who i've heard just just rumblings on just rumblings is uh kurt coupons that started to come out in the last couple of days after Rodgers and Wilson, didn't it? It has. About him potentially being moved on just because of the cap hit that he has on the Vikings, which is which is major. Forty million, probably something A like that. Huge, huge handicap if you're not convinced you're probably gonna try to resign him. I mean, I wouldn't resign him. Oh, I know you would, and I wouldn't either, but <laughs> <laughs> you know they also have a new GM. And he might not want to either. I mean, they, they talk. So here's the thing is like all the reports were that interviews for the head coach and especially with Kevin O'Connell was all like related. Like, what is the offense going to look like with Kirk Cousins at the helm? What are you going to bring in to table to make that work? Right. So that in my head, I think they stick it out at least a year and might even end up resigning him. Just because he's 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 like a thirst trap almost. Where so it's just it's you know it could be way worse, but you know what you have with Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean. You're never gonna get like it's like you're you're going back to the well, and every time you 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 pick up a pail, and it looks so shiny, you take a drink and like oh it's terrible, and you dump it out, and then you're like "Mm, maybe I'll go back again. Exactly. Yes. When it's just terrible. When you should know that it's what's gonna happen. You know, where it's like you can't – it'd be fine if he had more money to spend on other players, but you don't. So I, I could see them riding out the year with him just because his contract is there, unless somebody's yeah. willing to eat all of it. But what, ride out a year, either maybe draft another guy or try to develop Kellen Mond 
and then maybe go to him. But I don't see Kirk Wow, I almost said Cousins. Just say it. Kirk Coupins um, being a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't see it. I don't see him leading any team to the Super Bowl. He's a good 9-10 to 10 win quarterback. He'll get you some wins. He'll give you some decent stats. That's what we thought about Jimmy G. That's all I'm saying. Well, I know, but Jordan, uh, Jared Goff is also a Super Bowl losing quarterback. True. And nobody is, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Some, I some quarterbacks, some it. quarterbacks that shall not be named just sometimes win because they have a great team around them. Brock Osweiler. Exactly. That was, that was the name that popped in my head too. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. I think it's enough of that. I think it's time we jump back into this mock. It'll just be Owen and I, unless somehow Jeremy sneaks in here. Uh, but I mean, let me do a quick recap of one through 16. Please do. And it's too bad because I even traded with Jeremy. I even said, Jeremy, you know what? I know you want all the Eagles picks. You got two of them. You got the Packers. I got the Eagles. Let's swap. And then ends up not even working out. But you know what? Maybe he'll maybe he'll get in here before it's too late. Anyways, all right. So number one, Jags. We had Evan Neal once again. Big Mama Jamma from Alabama. Wow. You like nice. that? I do. And then we have Aiden Hutchinson to Detroit. Staying home. A hometown kid stays home. Kyle Hamilton to the Texans at three. Kivian Thibodeau, four to the Jets. Ikum Ekwanu. How'd I do there, Owen? It, yeah, Ekwanu. Ekwanu? Ekwanu, I think. Ekwanu. Yeah. Sure. Okay. To the Giants <laughs> at five. Trevor Penning to the Panthers at six. Jermaine Johnson to the Giants at seven. Trayvon Walker to the Falcons at eight. The only quarterback so far off the board, Malik Willis to the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see who's going off the second half. Ahmad Juice Gardner to the Jets at 10. Tyler Lindebaum, oh, Lindebaum, to the Commanders oh, at 11. Going to be protecting his new quarterback. Who will need that protection, though sometimes he refuses to <laughs> allow himself to be protected. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, Derek Stanley Jr. to the Vikings at 12. Jordan Davis to the Browns at 13. Charles Cross to the Ravens at 14. Eagles will go back-to-back here. Jeremy gave them David Ajabo, yeah. Devin Lloyd, 15 and 16. So we start with you, Owen, with the Chargers, who just got Khalil Mack. Probably changes their draft needs a little bit. It's very fitting we start off with the Chargers, who have completely eliminated uh, having to – Think about an extra. Well, so here's the thing. This is the type of draft where it's like, if you need a pass rusher, pick two. And if you don't need one, pick one anyway, because it's that loaded. Yes. I expect pretty much every team to go with a pass rusher in one of the first four rounds, you know, even, you know, even a team like the chargers who have two veteran proven commodities at uh, their main pass rusher spots. But I feel like they have other needs to uh, consider here. Um, 
not even like how do I say it for the Chargers? They have enough in different spots of their team where they really should be successful. They should have been a playoff team last year. They have Herbert. They have the weapons. They have the left tackle. They have the running back, you know? So the offense is like pretty set on the main beats. You know, you could always go offensive line. Defense was kind of concerning at times. I think, I think, that they're going to be aiming at cornerback, whether it's through the draft or the free agency, even uh, they probably have their eyes on a guy like Seth's man, Razul Douglas as a lesser signing, maybe even JC Jackson, if they want to shoot for the sky a little bit, but they already kind of made their big splash with Cleo Mack, who they are taking on his whole contract. This so might rule out JC Jackson. I think they go cornerback here. Give me Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington, to fill in some secondary depth, something that Brandon Staley has said is a priority for the offseason. So I am sticking with probably, you know, I feel like this guy, he might even go higher than this. Um, It depends on what teams are going to start thinking about Stingley with his injury. Um, That's where I was. I was flipping between McDuffie and Stingley at 12 with the Vikings when I went ultimately went with Stingley. I, right. I really, I'm high on Stingley. I really like him. I don't know what it is, but just reading things and, and just looking at him, I, I'm f- kind of falling in love with Derek Stingley Jr., but I know he's kind of dropping on draft boards as of late a little bit, uh, but still, I mean, I, I like him. But McDuffie is also a top – I mean, so, some places have rated him as top corner on this board. Well, Gardner there, is pretty up there too. But I think Sauce Gardner has kind of taken over the top corner spot just with being that big. It's kind of undeniable. Yes. Um, Stingley has been long talked about being a top five pick in this draft. Uh, the injury is the one thing that's kind of knocking him out. He might still even be a top ten. We'll see. Um, but Trent McDuffie feels like that safer guy uh, in a non-Sauce Gardner draft, right? But he is a cover corner. Um, it feels like a team, a Staley defense, who thrived and was the best defense in the league two years ago with Jalen Ramsey at the helm, right? You need that top guy in your defense. Um, this guy brings the versatility. Uh, plays in, plays a little inside, plays mostly outside, but he can play well on the inside and a good tackler in the run game. So Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. All right. Good, good pick. Good pick. As always. Thank you. As always. Correct. Saints. Saints. Saints have some problems. Saints <laughs> have a few problems this offseason. I don't know if you knew that, Owen, uh, but they're about uh, like, you know, seventy million in the hole. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I would say I'd be interested to see if you're going to operate under the assumption that they have picked a veteran quarterback up on the free agency market at this point, or not. Do they have the money to? I mean, you know, like every, a lot of people say, there's ways to uh, to right. maneuver the cap to make it work, but they got a lot of work to get to get to even zero. I mean, people talk about the Packers, but the saints are in worse trouble. I don't know exactly where their cap space is currently at this moment, 
in March, middle of March, almost middle of March. Quarterback is obviously a need. I would say wide receiver is a need. They're probably going to lose to Ron Armstead, who's been, you know, one of the best left tackles in the game over the last 10 plus years. So offensive line is a need. They got needs all over the place. Uh, and I want to go quarterback, Owen. I really, really do. I think if Malik Willis was here, I'd do it. But Malik Willis is not here. So I'm not going to go with the quarterback. Oh, you're staying away from Kenny. Pick it. They've already had two gloves in New Orleans and it didn't work out. Nice. Um, I am going to go with the receiver. Now I'm debating on which one to go for. Oh boy. Might just I, change my whole next draft pick. We'll see how ooh. it goes. Now the Alabama guy obviously is a big name. Jameson Williams. Yep. But I am in love with one of these uh, Ohio state guys. One of them, not the other. But which one? Uh, good question, Seth. <laughs> I am ultimately now this is who I want the Packers to take, but we talk about receivers for the Packers every year and it just never happens. I'm going Chris Olave to the saints. Okay. Is that Chris the one? Olave. Is that the Ohio state receiver you're thinking of? It might be. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah Chris we'll Olave. See. He, I mean, he does a lot of things. Well, he's a smooth route runner. He's got Good hands, things like that. He's fast. I can't remember exactly what his 40 time was, but it was pretty quick. I mean, every receiver was pretty quick this year. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's a I mean, he's a complete package, pretty much. I mean, he's got good size. Um, yeah, I mean, I like him. I like him a lot. He's probably my favorite receiver, and then probably his uh, teammate Garrett Wilson over there in Ohio State as well. Uh, Saints need a, a big time guy with Michael Tom. I mean, Michael Thomas is still there, but you don't know what you're going to get with him anymore. Um, so yeah, give me Chris Olave, Ohio State Buckeyes. To you know Saints. what? You know what, Seth? I'll let you have him. You can you're not going to give a. You're not going to give a. The Eagles another receiver, are you? The Eagles coming off. Two back-to-back picks. Well, you know, back-to-back picks. Kind of redundant. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They get their two top needs. The top needs, linebacker, edge rusher. I think that is by far. Um, who who do we give them again? We gave them Devin Lloyd and David Ojabo. Uh, so they fit those needs. Well, you know, would it be crazy to go to double up on edge rusher? I mean, absolutely not. Like, it's not – it might seem weird at the time, but it's like edge rusher is the one position you do that at, right? You can never have enough edge rushers. Not at this point. Like a rotation, as the Eagles have proven in their Super Bowl run, is the way to go. To have a four-man great pass rusher group, you know? So that being said, I'm going to fit a different need, and we're going to go receiver. You said Chris Olave. Uh, you mentioned Jay, Jameson Williams. A guy like Drake London is still out there who is a top prospect in a lot of ways. Um, I heard a lot of talk about Dra- Traylon Burks. I am going to go 
with the other Ohio State guy, Garrett Wilson. Back-to-back hey, Ohio State receivers. Look at that. Can that happen? It absolutely could. I don't think Jeremy's probably too happy about this. He mentioned it too. Like he, I think it's just not that it wouldn't be the right way to go. I think he just has, uh, he just has an issue with it. You know? Yes. Because because of how many times he's been burned. Yeah, exactly. It's, most, you know, it's it's burned him a few too many times already. Most recently, taking Rager over Justin Jefferson and Arcega Whiteside over DK Metcalf. Do they do it again? I don't think so. You'd have to like really reach. There's like three or four guys here even available. There's five guys that could go in the first round, I would say. And right now there's still four guys that could probably go in any order at this point. Give me Garrett Wilson, DJ's number nine prospect in the draft, his top receiver. Um, I think he's got that complete skill set. Whereas Devontae Smith, is he's got a he's got a specialty right he's not he's not a huge dude he's a great great quick route runner um and he gels well with Jalen Hurts right so he feels like your top guy you still would like to have your Jamar Chase to your Tyler Boyd right something like that I know they got you know it's not a great comparison but you know what I'm saying you need yes exactly yes you need another solid guy. Whereas like Quez Watkins, Jeremy will talk a lot about Quez Watkins. He's great. He's a great, great number three option. I still think you got to reach for the stars a little bit on a number two. Um, give me Garrett Wilson, not a speed guy, but uh, you know, another he's, he's six foot. He's 188. He's a complete guy plays bigger than his size. Um, not again, like I said, not quick like Devonte, but has all he's got the whole package. So I don't think you can go wrong with this unless you're really looking to fulfill like a need in your uh, like if you're Nick Sirianni and you're looking at you like I need this exact prototype of a receiver. Maybe you do go Jamison Williams. Maybe you do take the uh, the highest ceiling. To me, give me Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Back-to-back Ohio State receivers, they'd love that. Love that. I think you'd have to like the pick. I mean, they hit – obviously, they hit on Smith last year. Imagine if they hit on Wilson this year too. Oof. <sighs> Big one-two combo for Hurts. I mean, All you right. can completely shed, you know – the the 19 and 20 drafts off your radar and you just you know you you hit back-to-back receivers in the first round that'd be good exactly all right on to the Steelers Steelers are another quarterback needy team obviously um missed out on Rodgers I don't think they were really in too much on on Wilson you know Jimmy G is a possibility and all that stuff this is where another quarterback comes off the board. Two quarterbacks going to be off the board. I've taken both of them. One to Seattle, who just traded Russell. One to the Steelers, who just lost Big Ben. And this is where two gloves comes in. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Now, Steelers came out, GM and stuff like that was, you know, saying, 
you know, Mason Rudolph could be our guy next year. Nobody believes that. Kenny Pickett, he might not even be the guy for them, but he has got tools. He's probably not even a worthy first-round quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't even – maybe Malik Willis might be a first-round quarterback, but he would probably be the only one rated. But because quarterbacks are who they are, there's going to be multiple taken in the first round. Kenny Pickett should be up there if you're talking quarterbacks taken in the first round in this year's class. Kenny Pickett's up there. He's got – I mean, he went to Pittsburgh, so it's not like a power school, you know, where – I mean, Malik Willis didn't either. Um, so it's interesting that you got some smaller school guys up here. Desmond Ritter, too, at Cincinnati. I mean, so it, it's cool to see that. Some of these um, some of these smaller school guys, um, you know, coming up there and catching fire. I mean, obviously with Pickett, his big thing was, well, I should say his little thing is his hands. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's got the good tools. Steelers need an answer at quarterback. Kenny Pickett at least would give them a shot. So Kenny Pickett Kenny to the Steelers. Pickett. As you know, as mildly suicidal as some Steelers fans have felt about their quarterback situation coming in, especially with the thought of Mason Rudolph being your clear starter for the year. Not I good. think this this would as you know, maybe this would be the spot that teams would be the a, a team's fan base would be the most excited get, you know, he's a Pittsburgh guy, you know, you're just desperate enough to completely ignore any perceived negatives that the guy has. He gives you a shot. He gives you something to look forward to. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you went for a top guy. You know I, mean, I mean, I, I would take him over Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't think, but well, do you take him over the next best prospect? That's really it. Cause you, you, it's a quarterback and it's in the first round. So you're, you have to reach to get a quarterback at yes. that point, just to make sure that you got him. Um, so do you like him better than, I don't know, a defense. I just feel like the Steelers team outside of the offensive line, pretty rock solid all across the board. Yes. I would say. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have a lot of good pieces. Now, obviously quarterback is, you know, the huge, uh, the huge void here at the moment uh, with, yeah. with Ben gone, um, man. Yeah. They need help there, but if, yeah, if they receiver is probably a one, two, I mean, you know, you have uh blinking on his name, not Juju who uh, Claypool Claypool, I think is a legitimate guy. Deontay cool. Johnson is a good slot for you. Juju, you don't know what you're going to get with him. He really hasn't excelled since Antonio Brown did leave. I mean, his rookie year, he was great, but since then he's been up and down. But even past that, you got James Washington, who has been a great like alternative option. And then you have, uh, what's his name? Mooth, Pat Fryer Mooth. Absolute yeah. Pittsburgh legend already. He, you know? He's the next Heath Miller. Uh, he is. Absolutely he is. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a good pick. I think that's something that I would like to see too. Uh, it feels good. It feels like a good spot for them to jump on. Uh, yeah. Moving on, huh? Patriots next. The old Patriots. On to you, back to you, I should say. Boy, do they still have options. I seen a mock draft where, uh, 
And I'm not even – this was a Patriots mock draft, so they didn't highlight what happened, but they had the Packers trading up to 21. Not sure who they picked, though. So I'm – I think they kind of operated under the assumption that this is a Bill Belichick thing to do is to draft to trade back. Remember? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're yes. a year removed where they couldn't last year because they had to draft Mac Jones. You know, they had to get their guy. So, but it does feel like this is a yearly thing when the Patriots are good. So are they good enough to do it at this point? We'll see what Bill Belichick thinks. I think they have a bunch of good options. So I could definitely foresee them dropping a couple picks if the offer was on the table uh, because I think they got options. Uh, uh, you know, you look at Dante Hightower, who's been their middle captain linebacker for so long hitting free agency this year. Do they go a guy like Nicobe Dean here, who is a top prospect who starts to tumble down the board, at least in our mock draft. I think and this isn't the way that Bill Belichick drafts, but it is the way that we as consumers look at mock drafts. You see Jameson Williams and you pair him with Mac Jones. How is that not too perfect to pass up or to not pass up on? Give me Jameson Williams with the 21st pick in the draft. ACL injury be damned. He's a big Time playmaker, we've seen it all year. Uh, absolute technical route running skills. He's got the skills that kills. I was waiting for it. He's got the skills that uh, Devontae Smith owns in the route running, and he has that top line speed to go with it. So give me, yeah, Jalen Waddle plus Devontae Smith. Are you kidding me? Give me Jamison Williams. Yeah. I mean, that's lethal. And Owen, you took my guy too. <laughs> I was, uh, I was feeling good about him to the Raiders. Raiders also need wide receiver help pretty desperately. I mean, they have Waller who's obviously a top tight end. What do you mean? I thought the beat writers say they were, they were getting Devonte Adams. Was that not the case? Uh, you know, they missed out on Adams. Huh. I mean, yeah. yes, maybe he has a home in Vegas, but doesn't mean that's where his home's going to be. His NFL home anyways. Hey, oh. Um, yeah, so they don't have Adams, but yo, good pick Jamison. I, yeah, I was wanting him for the Raiders, uh, but Patriots obviously need some uh, legitimate receiver help as well. It's always nice to make the splash and also a former Ohio state receiver. Weird. huh? These Ohio state guys are just out there. That's the receiving, uh, the big time receiving prospects right now are they're either Ohio state or Alabama. (laughs) It's, it feels like it. Yeah. And it, the best one hasn't even come out yet. He comes out next year. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Smith and Jigba or something? I'll look up his name. What school? Ohio State. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So we're back to the Raiders. Oof, the Raiders. Yeah. Jackson, oh. Smith, and Jigba. That's what his name okay. is. Okay. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, I mean, uh, wide receiver, I think, is their biggest need. I mean, they have they need help on the defense, too. Uh, let's see. What do we have left on the defensive side of the ball? I have to go through our my prospect list to see. So we've gone all off. Well, you went McDuffie to start, but we've gone all offense since. McDuffie to the Chargers, Olave to the Saints, Wilson to the Eagles, 
Pickett to the Steelers and then Jamison William back to the Patriots. On to me, the Raiders. Let's just make a quick halt on this run of wide receivers, eh? Oh, you're going to go again, huh? No. I'm, oh. I'm pausing. Making oh, a pause. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're right. You're right. You're you're going okay. to you're going to against the grain. Against the grain, you say. I'm going. I'm going safety. I'm going safety here. Obviously not Kyle Hamilton. He's gone. But another big time safety out of Michigan, Daxton Hill. Daxton Hill is the man. They need they need a lot of defensive help. I think especially on the backside. Um, I mean their their front four isn't terrible with um, Crosby, Crosby being the big piece. Yannick and Gakwe they have Gakwe. some pass rushers. I mean I guess they did just let go of Corey Littleton, so maybe linebacker will be a draft need. Just dumped Littleton. Um, I'm still going safety here, going the back end. Daxton Hill, you know, you got it. He's a versatile guy, not as good as Hamilton. Obviously, Hamilton may be the best prospect in the draft this year, but still going to be a good player for them in the back. He'll be able to, to drop down, play some nickel coverage for them, obviously play that free roam safety back there. I mean, he's a Michigan guy. They know how to play defense. It's going to be good. Help help shore that up a little bit. Hopefully Derek Carr is still there with that offense. Want to go receiver, like I said. Owen took Jameson Williams, so I'm going Daxton Hill here. All right. He did that. He went there. That's I went the Seth there. Way. Well, I had to do something. I had to have a backup plan. I didn't have a backup plan, so I scrambled a bit. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go Jamison Williams. I didn't didn't think you were going to do that. So it I was, was like, you know, in. honestly, like it's more to me, it's more likely that they actually do go Nicole Dean just because he's like such a good prospect. But yeah, I just wanted to go the fun way of the Jamison Williams reunite or reunion with uh, Mac Jones, just as Tua and Jalen Waddle and uh, Hertz and Devontae Smith, like it all, it's all cyclical. You know, it all rhymes. So in that case, speaking of rhyming, speaking of one person out the door, one stepping in his shoes, we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Do I have that correct? Pick 23 is where we're at. Pick 23, you are the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, I'm next with them Cowboys. Them Cowboys, huh? How do you feel you, you excited for the Cowboys? I am. I know All Jeremy right. is too when he hears this. <laughs> okay. First off, Arizona Cardinals. The big story. Um, Chandler Jones is hitting free agency. I didn't it's reports don't look good for him to have any chance to return. I think he was burned last year. I think he held out right for a portion of time because he wasn't getting his contract offer after they signed JJ Watt to that mega deal. And then he comes out week one and absolutely destroys Taylor Luan and goes five sacks. And that was a great story to hear from Taylor Luan's perspective. Um, 
give I mean, this seems too much of a slam dunk for me. I see a lot of great prospects where it's like they probably should be going higher than where they're falling to right now. But give me the best pass rusher on the market right now. Give me George Karloftis from Purdue. Uh, George Michael. To come in. Karloftis. I got it. Never mind. We're good. You you got it. You got it. Uh, to come in, fill those shoes, Chandler Jones, I think you still need to have a premier pass rusher to J.J. Watts, you know, Many, I mean, he just has injury after injury. As much as we love him, as much as he's a great player, he just he's injuries keep coming for him at age thirty-two. Who's who's um, more of a robot at this point, um, Gronkowski or JJ Watt? Adore Jackson's the answer, but other than oh, that, my yeah, I would say I would say JJ Watt. Uh, they will, but they both carry those like bionic elbows, right? They do. <laughs> they look sweet. If you want to be. Uh, like a white guy on the football field, a big white guy on the football field, and you want to look like you're really good, just carry one of those bionic elbows on your, you know, those elbow braces. Those look awesome. Yeah, they, do. <laughs> they do. No, they, they <laughs> definitely fit it. They fit it. Yeah. But, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe in 15 years, maybe this guy has one of them on his hands. Uh, George Karloftis, uh, you know, it, it has to be to me, it has, that has to be their big need. Uh, already a plus level pass rush technique grade uh they rate them as pro ready whereas a lot of these pass rushing prospect uh prospects excuse me are big um like trayvon walker for instance where he's like a big boomer bust type of deal where he's like super athletic uh he showed some signs but he's got a lot of technique to work out this guy has it already uh it feels like a good scheme fit so give me George Karloftis. I Karloftis. I, I think they also think about cornerback here, uh, but I think uh, the main beats have already gone. I think there's a couple more tier two type of cornerback prospects on uh, left, but um, maybe maybe if a Derek Stingley falls due to the injury concerns, maybe that's an option here, but uh, I don't see it. So give me the man. The man, the myth, the... Uh... Legend. Correct. Maybe. Maybe. Legend in the making. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> All right. I'm up with the Cowboys at 24. Sorry, Jeremy, but I do have to make a pick. Uh-huh. All right. So, Cowboys, you know, they have all the star power. You know, what's going to be interesting is um, if they potentially look at wide receiver, if they end up moving – um, Mari Cooper. Have you heard that talk? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's he's gone, right? Is he gone? I thought so. He's still under contract, isn't he? Hold on. Let's get the, the let's get to the brass tacks here. Let's the figure brass out what's going tax. on. Brass uh, like he's okay. I I guess it's still considered they're going to get rid of him one way or another. I think that's what we're kind of landing on here, but he is still technically under contract, but uh, whenever, I think it's two weeks from now when the, the, the start of the new league year or whatever it's called. Isn't that next week? There you go. Next week where okay. all the, all the teams are on the same to, page Owen. <laughs> all the teams have to cut their, uh, to be, I think, camp- it's, by, I think it's by Tuesday. 
Tuesday. They have to be cap compliant, right? And uh, Amari Cooper is the last remaining uh, struggle for the Cowboys to get under cap. So yes, yes. He's gone. Sayonara, sucker. Are you saying that he would go here to the – or oh, this is the Cowboys. Sorry. I had it. I, I was saying is maybe they go receiver here if indeed they do cut Cooper, which is probably what will happen that Got they it. cut Cooper. So it makes you wonder if maybe they go receiver here because you know Jerry Jones loves the spat splash, the splash play. But that's not where I'm going right now. I'm going the smart pick. I'm okay. going Kenyon Green, offensive lineman from Texas AM, interior Ooh. guy. He's uh, kind of been coming up the draft boards a little bit lately. Um, versatile guy. Cowboys need it because the interior struggled. Uh, their offensive line definitely is not what it used to be. Um, you know, still have some strong pieces, but, you know, you, you got to be able to protect Dak. Zeke can still hit it if he's got some holes. Uh, and then you got Tony Pollard back there. Kenyon Green. Give them depth. Give them a positional guy that they can start at multiple spots, left guard, right guard, things like that. It's nice to be able to move people around. Probably could even do center if needed. But Kenyon Green right here, bolster that offensive line. Never the sexy pick, but like I said earlier this week, usually is the right pick. We're on to you, Owen, for the Buffalo Bills. Let's hurt them. Let's hurt them up. Let's uh let's circle these wagons, huh? Let's circle in the wagons. The Bills are really picking at a luxury right here. Um, they don't, you know, they could use some star power. Uh, they have pretty solid starters all the way across. And when you have Josh Allen, like I, I can't say enough about that guy who I think is actually probably secretly the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, secretly, secretly, where it's like obviously Rogers back to back MVPs, and then you got Mahomes, the heir apparent. You know, I really just watching that Bills Chiefs game, like that was as much as we loved him before, like that was eye opening for me watching that unfold. Um, so like I said, they they have just that being the case, they kind of have an embarrassment of riches so to speak. Um, so I really think they stick with the best player available right here. Um, give me Nicole Dean inside linebacker oh. out of Georgia, please off ball guy, pair him with Matt Milano. You need that second linebacker, uh, which I think Nicole Dean just ends up being the number one linebacker. Uh, the, I mean, Dude's a stud, and he shouldn't be picked this far down. Um, and I definitely – I don't expect him to be this far down, um, but he is an undersized guy um, that relies on instincts and playmaking. So I get it. Um, but this feels like a – it almost I, – I think leadership was one thing that kept getting brought up about him, but, like, it – that's not necessarily what the Bills will draft him for because I I mean they're just maybe two cooks, too many cooks in the kitchen at that point for the leadership prospect with Jordan Boyer and Micah Hyde. But I think you know, 
against the pass, I think he'll he'll be great against any running back as as great as you can get against running backs tight ends that you're going to be matched up against. Uh, yeah, and plus you're going to be facing you know what they got torched by those running backs against the Patriots that one windy game. Uh, I think if they had a little bit more flying around in the in the uh, defensive backfield, I think they'd be they would have been set. So give me Nicobe Dean, please. Maybe the missing piece that they need to get over the say, hump. I would say. I mean, not that they didn't if the hump is New England Patriots, but still. Yeah, I get what you're saying. All right. You're right. And he could be a star, which is kind of what they need, really. They need a they need a star wherever it is because they're pretty you got st- good starters everywhere. They you're not wrong. They're a stacked team. Talk about a stacked team. But the the teams that we're now getting to are usually, you know, you know, they're here for a reason. So they got pieces. Right. Just... Most of them, it's at this, like everybody in the front half of the draft has a specific need or five. <laughs> and then once you get down to like 25 to 32, half of them have like a glaring need and the other half are like, they're pretty good most places. Yes, exactly. Uh, speaking of glaring needs, the Titans, I think, do have one big one, in my opinion. Ooh, don't talk about Tannehill that way. Oh, you're, yeah. I mean, you know, Tannehill is a half a bar higher than Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, so take that as, as you will. Uh, sure. no, uh, they went out and they attempted to fill a void, a need that, Obviously, it was a need. Um, it didn't work when they brought in this veteran receiver who at one point was probably the best receiver in the game. Julio Jones did absolutely nothing for the Titans and probably will do not too much next year. They need some young blood there along with A.J. Brown, who can be one of the best receivers in the game if healthy, staying healthy, with a consistent Tannehill. So let's give them another weapon. Let's get back to this receiver game, huh? I I didn't pick one. I want to get back to it. Let's go back to receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Traylon Burks, I think, would fit well. Uh, He's a slot guy, a big physical slot guy. He's not small. He's 6'3", 220. So he's big, but plays the slot, can play the slot. Um. Uh, they like I said, they need young blood. Julio Jones just ain't cutting it. Give Tannehill another weapon. Stretch the field for a guy like Derrick Henry. Why not do it? Get a guy like Traylon Burks who can play the position and do what they need in the slot outside. I mean, you get a guy like him, you can move AJ Brown around. You get a healthy Julio. Obviously, he stays on the outside, but imagine those three together if healthy, would be dynamic for that offense. And then it is all on Tannehill. But with Julio, you don't know anymore. But, yeah, Traylon Burks to the Titans at 26. Traylon Burks, another guy who, you know, it, it, he's very up and down on the, on the mocks right he now. Is. He, could be, he could be top 15. He could be almost out of the first round. I, a lot of the ones that I've seen, he's pretty he, – he's first round for the most part, but it's lower first round. Okay. 
towards the back end, kind of so it fits for him to be here. I'll believe you. You know, I'll take your word for it. Thanks, Owen. You're welcome. Appreciate the faith. <laughs> oh, boy. Does that mean that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock? You know, they don't have a quarterback anymore. So what does that mean? What does it mean is a great question. <laughs> um, I struggle with this one. Um, I feel like my first instinct is to go uh, interior offensive line, strictly based off Ali Marpet. Great starter year yes. to year, retiring. Now uh, it is becoming more likely that Ryan Jensen's center uh, is being moved in a trade. Um, maybe some from our, from our draft picks. We'll see how it goes. Um, I kind of want to lean towards that, but the top two, I feel like, at least in my head, are, are gone. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Lindenbaum and Kenyon Green. I was kind of surprised you picked Kenyon Green, kind of threw off the Bucks pick at this You're point. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, indeed. Um, there's a couple other avenues they could go if they're not liking what they're seeing at the rest of the offensive line, which I still think they're going to try to fight for. Um, you could think about receivers still. I know they just tagged Godwin, and obviously there's Mike Evans there, still a baller. But, you know, they always thrived in the past couple of years off of uh, depth at the receiver position. Um, and, you know, a guy like Drake London – he feels like the type of guy that would make up for any inaccuracy issues that a new quarterback might have. Um, you know, you throw in the added caveat, do you want to think about quarterback like Matt Corral or uh, Sam Howell, who could both find their way sneaking into the first round? Sam Howell. I. What about Desmond Ritter? Not the guy? He's, he he could also be right there. I those were the two in my head that feel like go next, but Desmond Ritter's been talked about as well for sure, and probably the most accurate. No, uh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got my Desmond Ritter scouting mixed up. Uh, so it's possible. He's a um, Cincinnati boy. I like Ritter a lot. He's up and down. A lot of people are up and down on him. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. He, he's fun to watch for sure. Um. You know, they could go running back here because there's a lot of uncertainty. Well, I mean, both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are not under contract at Correct. the moment. So, Who takes a running know, back in the first round these days on? Um, can name a few. <laughs> but, you know, Clyde, not, not ex- Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't exactly pan out. Saquon Barkley certainly isn't panning out at the moment. Ezekiel Elliott had his time to shine but Berkeley Berkeley was great at the beginning and then injuries have kind of hit him same with CMC now CMC it's these running backs man you you know they they might be insane talents but their shelf life could be two years depending on the injuries you're you're absolutely correct um it's definitely an option depending on how they feel about the rest of the board I would say so I'm going to still lean on the interior offensive line. Let me go the next best guy. Let me get Zion Johnson mm. out of Boston College. Yes, that's a that's uh, a that's a big name. A guy who shot up the boards after the senior bowl, uh, which is kind of kind of the way a few of these guys have kind of 
uh, made their name. It, it's always like regular season or in your championship game or at the senior bowl or at the combine or at the pro day. Like one of these things is where like, this is the reason we're thinking about him right now. Uh, he, he played left tackle. He played left guard. He worked guard and center this past year. Uh, I think, you know, you throw him in, you, you just figure out what spot is best for him. When you when you're a team at need of like three different offensive line positions, this feels like the guy. So give me Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson. I like that pick. Like him. And, you know, maybe he's uh, protecting Deshaun Watson come day one. We'll see. Who knows, man? Who knows? He might be protecting Byron Leftwich at this point. <laughs> it's right. Jameis Winston makes his uh, return to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Woo! Or Jimmy okay. G. Maybe Jimmy G goes down there and follows Brady. Follows Brady. Stays in, his, stays in his shadow in the footsteps of Brady. All right, it's time for the Packers pick. Whew, I'm excited for this one. And you know what, Owen? The perfect guy fell right into their lap. Did he? He did. And I'm excited for this one. If they were to take him here at 28, whew, I would be ecstatic. One name came to mind. Let's hear it. Without, like, studying the board again. Are you taking uh, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of Georgia? Ding, ding, ding. You got it, sir. That is the perfect storm for the Green Bay Packers. Devontae Wyatt, the other Georgia defensive tackle. Jordan Davis was taken earlier. Jeremy gave him to the Browns. Devontae Wyatt might be the better of the two Georgia defensive linemen who also had an insane pro day or combine, I should say. Could you imagine him next to Kenny Clark? Oh, that is scary. I would love <laughs> to see that with Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith out there. Too. Right. Ooh, I would love to see that. Love to see it. So Devontae Wyatt here, I would just, I, I would be drooling if they got this pick. I don't know if he'll last. I mean, he might. He might last it, but he to me he might be the better of the two Georgia defensive linemen. But still, I mean, Jordan Davis obviously probably a first round pick too. Um, but yeah, I just Devonte Wyatt here. Two Devontes on the team now. Green Bay is big enough for two Devontes. They can handle it. Devonte Wyatt to the Packers here at twenty eight. Fair enough. Fair that means enough. you. Owen, back to you at 29 with the Miami Dolphins. Interesting selection here. It is, and uh, I find it hard to zero in on, like, an obvious, like, this is the guy that fell to the Miami Dolphins. Um, You know, I do have an idea. (laughs) Um, a lot was made a lot was talked about uh, Mike McDaniel does he like Tua are they moving on I think he's pretty much came down on like no we are absolutely doing whatever we can to make Tua succeed here so throw that out the window throw any quarterback idea out the window Um, you're always thinking offensive line Uh, however the Dolphins I think were sacked Dolphins quarterbacks were sacked the least out of the last two years. I think they were 
32nd in uh, sacks uh, given up. So, you know, that's always a positive. So maybe you don't spend your first round pick on a, on a guy in the line. Uh, edge rusher is always an option. I see there's a, a guy or two I'm considering. Um, but still, oh yeah, running back. I think was a lot. A lot was asked about him. Running back, he, absolutely. If somebody's going to take a running back in the first round, absolutely could be the Dolphins. It it'd be the San former San Francisco run game coordinator, right? Like <laughs> the guy who would make any running back succeed in that offense, which is probably why they also won't pick a running back. You know, uh, they might. Those, those later rounds, I feel like, are primed to get a couple, like, super athletic, hidden gem running backs, you know? Yes. I, th- I see a Raheem Mostert and a Jeff Wilson getting drafted in the round five and seven this year. <laughs> I can see it and be absolute fantasy monsters. Um, so that being said, I think you get a guy that you can't get anywhere else right here. I think you get an absolute monster at the receiver position, a complete change of pace to Jalen Waddle, one of the fastest dudes in the NFL. I think you get a jumbo size wideout, uh, absolutely rare catch radius, and as accurate as Tua is touted to be when you're on the run. And I think that also attributes to why he hasn't been sacked that much lately is he's on the run. He's very good at just those, like, not like, completely bailing on a play, but like just sneaking out of sacks, uh, just getting out of the pocket. And naturally your accuracy isn't going to be pinpoint unless your name is Aaron Rodgers. Give me Drake London receiver out of USC. Hey, Drake London. Very nice. I'm glad you said that name because, uh, I'm going receiver here for the chiefs. And I really, I was afraid different guy. Ooh. Afraid you were. What guy haven't we drafted? Is there is there a sixth receiver getting drafted in the first round? There might be, and according to this mock, there is. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a reach, but a guy that I could originally have tagged with the Chiefs, uh, I gave up earlier. Chris Olave. I could see him fitting in with the Chiefs nicely, but he's already gone earlier. To the Saints. Out of here. So, you know what? Good pick, though. Good pick. Drake London absolutely deserves it. He should be in the first round. So, we've kind of gone through the uh, through the receivers here a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. But you know what? We got room for another one. Okay? We got room for more, Owen. I mean, they have Seth. You're talking about a team that already has Tyreek Hill. And Travis Kelsey. And yeah. uh, what's his name? I was going to say someone else. Hold on. Are you talking Hardman? McCole Hardman. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, and McCole Byron Hardman Pring- is such a hit and miss kind of guy, though. No, he absolutely is. And I just said Byron Pringle as if he's something <laughs> that needs to be, like, touted. Uh, he, absolute fast dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, are you looking to get the Chiefs a receiver that – doesn't run a four three forty. Uh, I might be. Okay. I okay. it depends on where you're going though, Owen. I think I'm gonna be dipping a little bit lower than 
a lot of people would anticipate, but I think he's got a lot of potential, huge potential. Okay. I could go, I I can't say it right, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jahan Dotson. You got it. Hey, Hey, he's too much like Tyree kill though. He's too, he's Byron Pringle. Also. I mean, he's just a little fast guy. Maybe that's why they do it though. They could (laughs) just, I mean, just send them off all flies. Somebody's going to get open. Somebody's going to run by somebody. Mahomes will throw it down there. That's how they win games. I'm going George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Nice. George Pickens. Big guy, still fast, still quick. I mean, still a quick guy, but not not like, you know, ultra cheetah speed. <laughs> but he's he's a big guy who would be a good opposite to that speed that they have across with Hardman, with Pringle, with Hill, of course. I, th- I think they need that big bodied guy. Uh, you know, he was uh, a year ago, he was probably maybe, you know, a best receiver in the draft or prospect wise. He had some injuries this last year. didn't really play a whole lot, but I still, I, I would, I think he's got, I think he's got some great potential. And I think he would fit in nicely in Kansas City because he doesn't have to be that number one guy. He's got time to learn and develop and grow and could turn into that. So George Pickens here at 30 with the Chiefs. Now, Owen, we're on to you. I was, you know, I was looking at George Pickens as a guy that the Packers could draft in the second round. But you're saying that's not just not going to happen. Not in this one, it's not. Okay. I could see him going in the first. I really could. I mean, maybe I, a good pro you. day. I, I think he's got all the potential. I, I think I he's that. I think he could be one of the best receivers in this draft. He said he he models his game after Devontae, but he thinks he's bigger and faster. He's can definitely imagine, bigger. Can you imagine a bigger, faster Devontae Adams? Yeah, that'd be scary. Which is not is not what he is, but I mean, still, regardless. Yeah. Maybe maybe a bigger, faster Devontae who just isn't as quick. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, it's definitely a prospect I like a lot. And yes. he is a massive shit talker. <laughs> that is one of his uh, claims to fame. Uh, regardless, good pick. Another Georgia boy. Interesting uh, contrast. Uh, completely different prospect than the Chiefs have had at receiver Yes. In quite a while. But maybe Probably it's since, needed. Maybe it's needed. Maybe quite ever since Andy Reid even came to the Chiefs, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Have they had anyone like normal like that? Well, not normal, like <laughs> normal. Dwayne, like Dwayne Bow was like the, that like the I mean last. Sammy Watkins was kind of in that mold, but, but he, he was, was at more fast. of a speed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Regardless. Um, good pick. Uh next pick. You know, what do I have to say about the Bengals? They're picking that an they offensive lost. lineman. They're going to pick three offensive linemen in Are a you row. Sure? If, oh. they, if they don't pick three offensive linemen in a row, it's a problem, right? It's, a, it's, it's what they need. It's really all that they need. They could fill in some spots, maybe on the defense, like maybe. But their need is all the way across the offensive line. So Glaring. why not just, just go ahead and take the best one available? If he happens to be a left tackle – I think you might luck out on some value, 
We'll see. But just take whoever it is and figure it out after. I happen to be picking a left tackle. Give me a foreign exchange student out of Austria. Give me Bernard Reimann. Oh, yeah? You want to say Reimann. that one again? Bernard Reimann. <laughs> Ber- Bernha- Bernhard, I don't know. It's close, right? Uh, That's pretty good. I like that. That was good. That was good. Left tackle at a central Michigan. Uh, a pass rush. His So he plays left tackle. Uh, he's a Mahler, Mahler in the run game, which lends to maybe getting pushed over to right tackle. I think they're still trying Jonah Williams at left. Regardless, um, he's still got – He's still got a little bit of ways to go in the pass rush, it looks like, but he's got all the tools. Um, a very fun player to study in the scouting game, which is always going to maybe inflate his value a little bit. So we'll see how it ends up towards the draft. But uh, I like it. I like this guy. I like I like his story. Uh, I yeah. like reading about him. I want him to be good just reading about him. You want to say his name one more time, Oh, Bernhard Ryman. There it is. There it is. You got to get that. Oh, it's almost that German out of you. What it feels like, you know, it, Eastern you European us, kind of stuff. You, you hear? Well, we don't want to talk about Eastern Europe. Yeah, right you're now, right. But, My you bad. Know, but if you hear Austria, I I can't say it. I can't pronounce his name Bernard Raymond. You know, that's yes. no, no. It's Bernard Raymond. That's those roots coming out. Owen recently did twenty three and me, and he, he just found out where he's from. So what I was, uh, I was forty nine percent Scandinavian, and I think I was twenty four percent French German. Yeah, which is zero percent French. It's all German. <laughs> there we might are from be some w- French in there. We are from Wisconsin, after all. That is true. That is true. All right. So for the final pick, the Lions. Super Bowl winners. Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks to yeah, the Rams. For a second. Thanks to the Rams uh, for winning the Super Bowl and getting that Matt Stafford pick. The Lions have two number one picks. And they pick at the end for the first time in the history of the draft. The Lions are picking 30 seconds. Did you know that, Owen? Say that again. I'm pretty sure for the first time in NFL history, the Lions are picking 32nd in the draft. They could get used to that, huh? They they could, but they probably won't. Oh, didn't have to do that. <laughs> All right. Last pick of the first round, Mr. First Round Irrelevant, goes to maybe their quarterback of the future. Now I'm just getting quarterback crazy, Owen. Taking three in the first round, it's a little crazy this year. But you know what? I'm doing it, okay? I got two other drafts to to fix my mistakes in this first one, so I'm just going to do it. A name that I can pronounce, and I'm glad to pronounce, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati Bearcat, quarterback to the Lions. He's probably not going in the first round because he's got too much that needs to be fixed. But he's an exciting prospect too. He's he's I think he's a bit of a bigger version of Malik Willis. Not as athletic and as fast, but still is an athletic quarterback who obviously took 
the Bearcats to a playoff game last year. Cincinnati, what, first time a non-power five conference team has been made the playoffs? I mean, that's insane. Congrats to them, obviously. Uh, and to and to Ritter, he was a huge part of that. I, I think he's got a lot of the tools. Uh, he's a big big time quarterback. He's going to need some time to develop. Like I said, there's too many pieces. Probably why he doesn't make the first round, but he does here. Uh, but you know what? He's got a year or two to sit behind Goff. I mean, Goff is not the answer. I think everybody knows that. I don't think they the Lions brought Goff in saying, "Yeah, he's the quarterback of the future." I don't think that was what was the intent. So they are going after a quarterback at some point. Why not make it Desmond Ritter? Why not give him some time? He could be a big play guy for them eventually. Just give him a little time. So I'm going Desmond Ritter here after they get their hometown boy, Aiden Hutchinson, at the very beginning of the draft. So that's it. Desmond Ritter. I think think if a third quarterback was to go in the first round, that is the perfect spot. Like there's no other, unless there was a trade up from the second round into the first, which, you know, I'm not sure that that would be necessary. Um, but I can absolutely see the Lions taking a chance, um, which would suck for golf in a sense, because it did feel like by the end of the year, there was a lot of confidence in having him as the quarterback. But, you know, it's just business, baby. It is, you know? but here's the deal. Also lions, what they probably pick at the beginning of the second round. I'm sure. Uh, yes. They could probably just as easily get Desmond Ritter there with that second overall pick in the second round. Jags aren't picking a quarterback. If it's, uh, you never know who moves up. That's um, true. That's the, that's the one caveat, one caveat, you know, especially for quarterback. If, if it's your guy, you have to take it. Like if yes. they are sold on Desmond Ritter, they have to think about taking him at 32, if not jumping up. But yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. That's always been the thing with quarterbacks, always, right? Because right. they define a fr- they can define a franchise, they can define a 10 to 15 years of your franchise, or you know, they can define you know, off season drama for the next two years until the star gets re signed and you get traded, you know. So that's it, anyways. Yes, yeah, so that is our first mock of this draft season mock 1.0 we did 1.0, it 1.0 we completed it looking back at it i think it's one to be proud of i really like you know it's not bad not bad i some solid prospects in there for the first one that i've done in a while and haven't done a lot of prospect digging which i will do more of before our next one of course of course um yeah, I, I, I'm happy with it. And uh, you know what? Names will be shuffled around um, because, you know, a, as we go through this, prospects jump up in stock, drop down in stock, things like that. Sure. So, All right. So, yeah, that is it then. That is the mock. We will come at you next week. It is beginning of free agency. So we'll have some free agency talk, maybe some predictions, maybe some top free agents. Won't be any reactions. That'll probably be for later the following week, but we will have some free agency talk next week, which will be exciting. We'll probably have some Rogers contract discussions, probably not Adams yet. Um, 
but maybe. But we'll also have some other moves to talk about, like the Amari Cooper one that'll probably happen, and maybe some other cap casualties along the way. Along but the way. Otherwise, uh, it's daylight savings time this weekend, Owen, so enjoy a little bit more light. Spring is on the way. That's what that means. Just, you know, the days just started feeling like they were getting longer, you know, on my drive back home from work. And now you add another hour on top of that. Oh, this is a good time of year. It is. It's starting to warm up. It's going to be like 50 degrees on Sunday. It's going to be. We're getting there. Spring 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 is coming. It is coming. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Perfect time because baseball is back as well. Baseball's back. Oh, I just, I was thinking about it too on my ride back. I was like, you know what? This just feels like the type of weather that I should be listening to, like some Brewers spring training news, some random stuff that doesn't matter. But like, oh, yeah, this guy's feeling healthy. He's going to have a great year. You know, <laughs> like Corbin Burns is poised to be, I don't know, whatever. But I mean, it was all right. So I'm, I'm excited for that to start coming out. Yes. Same. Same. All right. Have a good weekend as always, everybody. Get in that baseball mode, but we are always here to talk a little football. Jeremy will be back next week as well. Otherwise, as always, adios. Adios. Adios.